0: Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst, and if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the Bridgeway Podcast. We're so grateful that you're joining us. Uh, we are in week four on our series on the Holy Spirit. We started off talking about the personhood of the Holy Spirit. We talked about what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then last week I sat down with Crystal and we talked about um, how do we grow in our relationship with the Holy Spirit and what does spiritual growth or spiritual formation actually look like? Uh, and I just absolutely love that discussion. If you did not listen to it and you're just now popping in, I invite you to go back and listen to last week's on spiritual. Spiritual growth. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, Today, Um, I'm hoping we really get to some rubber-meets-the-road moments with the Holy Spirit, because today we're going to be talking about what does it look like to depend on the Holy Spirit? Um, How do we listen to the Spirit's voice? Um, How do we follow His leading? Um, What does spiritual dependence look like over against um, fleshly dependence? And so we're going to try to unpack some of those things and help us do that. We've got um, two wonderful men in the the podcast studio with us today. We've got Eddie Helker returning, I think, for your second show now, right? How are you today, Eddie? I'm doing good. Great. And you're... Our uh, college pastor, right? Well,
1: my role just changed. It just now changed. I'm the pastoral care pastor.
0: Pastoral care pastor. Yeah. You pastor the pastors?
1: I don't do that. <laughs> okay. I but I do take care of everything that the pastors uh, put on my plate. There is you what go. It amounts to awesome. So and Tom helps me a whole lot with all of that. Those pieces. Well, That's great. Um, and then
0: and then also we have uh, Tom Ball. Um, and why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about your what like your history with Bridgeway Church no. and mm-hmm. and kind of what your functioning capacity is now.
2: Well, I'm an elder. I was yeah. here from the very beginning, one of the founding elders of the church. When uh, we're coming up on our 25th year anniversary Amazing. from starting it in September, and so it's been a wonderful uh, journey with yeah. wonderful and up and down things yep. along, which it always is, you know, in God's church. But it's—I uh, wouldn't change anything. Yeah. I mean, and so my role has been helping shepherd. Yeah. what an elder does, helping right. shepherd the sheep and helping the pastors in any way I can awesome. pretty much.
0: And uh, you're often involved in um, prophetic training here at Bridgeway and, and and things like What What are some of the things that you're involved in here that you've thought deeply about the Holy Spirit, depending on the Spirit, listening to the voice right. of the Spirit? So what are the things, some of the things you do on a yearly basis here?
2: Right. On a regular basis, uh, at least for the last quite a few years, mm-hmm. I have been kind of helping lead the prophetic ministry and doing the teaching part of the prophetic training as well as the teaching part of our prayer ministry training, which mm-hmm. are those two are linked together. And so uh, we're our heart and our soul is to develop a deeper prayer culture as well as a prophetic culture here as God speaks and directs his people yeah. in the way he wants them to
0: go. Mm-hmm. And in order to do any of that, uh, it, it really leans back in on what, what we're talking about today is how do we depend on the Holy Spirit? Like when I go out and pray for someone, whenever I'm I'm seeking the Lord to reveal something about an individual uh, for a prophetic word, I'm, I mean, you are, that's a leap of faith. You are having to depend, and, you know, Crystal and I last week, we talked about this, uh, this friend of hers that she knows who uh, once a week, she just has a Holy Spirit day and she doesn't make any plans and she spends six hours in her day just going, all right, Holy Spirit, what are we doing today? And I'm like, that is some dependence, you know, that, like, how do you, like, I'm, I hear that story and I'm like, what would that even look like? You know, I, it, it seems cuckoo, but it's, it's beautiful. And um, I would love to have some, some practices of vocabulary, some ways to think about what it actually looks like to day to day wholeheartedly fall, like trust fall, depend on the Holy Spirit. So that's what I'm hoping to dig out of you guys today, because I need it. And I I know our listeners are going to want this too. So when when you hear Tom, when you hear dependence on the Holy Spirit, what do you think I'm describing? Or what does that make you think of?
2: Well, a couple of things right off. uh, First of all, it depends, like anything, what is our relationship with the Holy Spirit mm. because it's like being in relationship with anybody uh, that and recognizing their role in our life. And Jesus, of course, laid out the role of the Holy Spirit to the disciples in the Gospel of John, chapters 14 through 17. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and basically that gives us an idea because I look at the as what Jesus said, that the role is certainly as a teacher and as well as a leader guide in our everyday life mm-hmm. and jesus put it like in john fourteen twenty six, he said the holy spirit will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Mm. Well, he still does that. And and so that requires on our part, of course, to know the things that Jesus said that are recorded in Scripture. But we have to remember one other thing, which is the very last verse in the Gospel of John, where Mm. John writes and says that if everything Jesus did was recorded or, right. or was written, there wouldn't be enough books in the world to hold those right. writings. So he's not only bringing to our mind what He's, what we know is recorded in Scripture, which we need to build into our, our thinking, our mind, our heart all the time, but he's bringing new things too that may not be recorded in Scripture. Mm. That's part of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Interesting.
0: Now I'm sure there are plenty of evangelical listeners out there that uh-huh. are saying, so wait, what? You're saying that there's new Scripture that's being revealed? Uh, so what do you mean by that when you say things that aren't written that we don't know Jesus said and the Holy Spirit's like, hey, Jesus did this. Is that what you're uh, saying? Yeah, or what's-?
2: Yeah, no, no well, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is I think it's imperative we understand the Holy Spirit would never lead us in any way that contradicts right. Scripture. Yes. That's for sure. But just like... For instance, if you're walking along and all of a sudden you feel this intense prompting to go over to a homeless person, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I was down in Dallas for weeks, and, and and one day I was driving through, and this crippled man came to the car. And I never give money to, to, to panhandlers. That's not normally my style. But I just sensed the Holy Spirit. This, this little man had crippled legs, and I sensed the Holy Spirit saying, pray for him and bless him so i waved money at him and i gave him some some cash and and i said i want you to know i i'm praying that god will heal that jesus will touch your body now and heal your legs Mm. and of course i was in the middle of a busy intersection (laughs) and then the light turned green but he he just said bless you thank you in god's name thank you Mm -hmm. you know and yeah i gave him money but i had a sense there that the lord was directing me to pray for him and his healing and that's what
0: i did understand and so what you're saying is that in the same way that jesus brought to mind and taught the disciples things that jesus said and did and what to write in what we now have as the new testament in the same way the holy spirit still operates as our teacher and our bringing to minder and, and uh and guides us day to day eddie
1: yeah well that's what i would say that connection. You see all of John. You watch these narratives after narratives of Jesus encountering people similar to what Tom just mentioned. And then he gets to John 14 and he says, guys, I'm going away. But the, but the relationship you have, I'm not leaving you. I'm going to give my Holy Spirit to you to lead you in this manner. From, from here on. And I think that's the connecting point between you've watched me. I healed this guy. I, you know, rejected uh, this teaching. I walked in these ways and you have watched it for these three years. Now, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm going to give you even something better. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to teach you, to walk with you, it's not going to be different in the manner that you'll have a relational encounter with me through my, through my Holy Spirit that is going to now live inside of you as opposed to just watching me with your eyes. Now he's going to be in you, mm. and he'll be with you forever is his, right. is his promise. And I think we, that's, the, that's the intimacy of that. In fact, I've told people for, for all the time, the greatest Holy Spirit encounter I've ever had was when the Holy Spirit opens up the Word of God and teaches yeah, me. definitely. That is the most powerful encounter I can't think of any other time, and yeah. I have to have him teach. And that's what I think we miss sometimes in an evangelical life. We do not have a, a a this encounter with the living Scriptures, with the Word of God by the Holy Spirit teaching us, and we really miss out on something mm. when we don't have that.
0: It's really good. Uh, so you're drawing another comparison here between this this, um, this section, John 14 to 17, and... You're talking about how in the same way that the disciples lived with Jesus, watched him work external to them, but he's, I'm going to give you something better because I'm, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to come live in you, work in you, teach you. You've seen it outside, but it's coming inside. Mm-hmm. In the same way, you know, we, 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 we can experience all types of things outside of us. And in for a lot of us, even the ministry of Jesus happens outside of us. You know, we, we bear witness to it with the eyes of faith. Yes. Um, but he's saying, I've got something great for you. Like i'm i'm going to work inside of you mm-hmm. and uh and that that's something that you can depend on and count on and bank on yeah it's really good
2: and when jesus himself says it's better that i go away, <laughs> right, absolutely, uh, he's saying it's better because then you have the holy spirit mm-hmm. living in you you know mm-hmm. and, which
1: is an odd thing because we always we give this and you know this verbiage to oh if i could have just been with jesus right. i just would have been a disciple if i just would have well that jesus that you mm-hmm. wanted to be with a few thousand years ago, said it'd be better that you live now, right? Because I'm going to live in you. Yeah,
0: that's just baffling.
2: Yeah, and, and Jesus calls. I mean, he refers to him in John 16 as the Spirit of Truth, mm-hmm. and that's what he calls the Holy Spirit. And he says he will guide you into all truth. Right. So he's our guide, yeah. uh, our teacher, our guide, our leader. Right. And but that requires the depth of relationship that we need to seek Mm. uh, for someone that is our teacher, our guide, and guiding us into all truth. We don't get that by osmosis. We have to pursue it. Yes, we get the Holy Spirit by God's direction, Mm -hmm. but his outworking in our lives requires our seeking and our participation in what, even as Paul says, you know, work out your salvation in fear and trembling because it is God who is working who is at work in you, right. both the will and to work, his good pleasure. Right, to try well, to
0: separate those two, yeah. is it God who works or me, is to ask the wrong question. Right. Right, yeah. yeah. Both are both are occurring, right. and to try to parse out which is which is to miss the point Paul is making in Philippians.
2: And along with that, which is so important for the evangelical world, you know, never in Scripture do we see, oh, well, this is the Word group and this is the Spirit group. They're <laughs> right. never separated in Scripture because they have the same purpose.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. Okay, so we've talked about the Holy Spirit having some of, some of these roles, teacher, guider, counselor, right? Um, and then we've said it takes a depth of relationship in order to pursue that and to actually have him function um, as those things in our lives, so for me, what I want to try to do now is see if you guys can help help me draw a line between what does it look like to have that intimate relationship that leads to me submitting to His guidance, depending on Him. Um, you know, what 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 is this active seeking that you're talking about? Um, how do I do that as a Christian?
1: Well, David, I would say that it starts with the Word of God. That I, I don't want to keep. Go- I do want to keep. Yeah, going definitely back keep there going back there because. <laughs> (laughs) That is the pace. That intimacy happens by knowing who the Holy Spirit is. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm able to hear his voice in the, I I, I always say it this way, Jesus knew what to do in the heat of the moment because of who he was with in the cool of the day, Mm -hmm. right? Because he he had the intimacy in that. So the word of God had come alive and that's what he was hearing. So how do I know the parameters? How do I know that I don't, that I bless and don't don't curse? Because the scriptures told me, and now the Holy Spirit's doing that in my mind. So when I I encounter somebody, and Tom can tell numerous stories of that like he just did with the person on, on, on the street, is how do I know that? Well, the, the Word of God has led me. I know the parameters. I know the person of the Holy Spirit. I only know that he's spirit and truth because the Word of God said he was that. And so that's where I think this encounter begins is this intimate interaction and it comes from the word of God leading me to know the person and the character and then this this piece that says okay now let's take that to the street to use your word where the rubber meets the the Mm -hmm. the road because what I would say is where we began and that that word is coming in my mind what is the character and nature of Jesus here how do I know that I ought to Give in this situation. What is right. what is my well? I've been led by the word by the word of God right. by the Spirit of God, and now his this intimate thing is happening in me, yeah. guiding me, and I'm feeling pulled towards that. Right. Not the difference in, in you know in this guilt thing of I ought to do this sure, versus yes. a joyful. God is doing this in me. I want it, th- this, even when it comes overcoming the fear of it. I want
0: this, right? Well, I think that's really helpful in talking about dependence on the Spirit, hearing the voice of the Spirit, mm-hmm. being led by the Spirit. Is we have to always start with the, um, who is the what is the character and will of God as revealed by the Scriptures, and what are the mm-hmm. parameters put up by Absolutely. the Scriptures? And so, I mean, I, I thought of immediately three examples from the from the Scriptures that show us that this is how we should that that the like the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Work together, as you said. Those aren't; those are never separated in, in the Bible. I mean, first, you think, what, what was, what did Deuteronomy command the king to do uh, every year, to copy and read the Torah every mm-hmm. year? Why? Well, he's making decisions, and it says that he's supposed to be led by the spirit of God, but he's also supposed to know his Torah. You know, mm-hmm. like those things are supposed to be crammed together. Uh, I think of you know the psalmist, like I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. you yes. Know, but he also prayed, "Take not your holy spirit from me." Wait, so mm-hmm. you're functioning and like depending on the spirit, but you also need the mm-hmm. word of God. Right. Those go together. Yes. And then when you think of Jesus, he was definitely led by the spirit. But every time you poke and prod him, what comes out of him? The word mm-hmm. of God. The word. Of God. And so yeah. I'm just like, those are never separated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Tom, what do you what do you think?
2: Well, absolutely. I, I mean, because you know this this book the bible is 2000 years old okay the new testament yeah, yeah, right. the, yeah. the old testament but as as the author of hebrews says it's alive right. and powerful mm-hmm. and it is able to discern uh, to discern the thoughts and intentions of our heart mm-hmm. and so uh, when you Understand that Jesus is the living Word and He gave us the Holy Spirit to continue building that in us, guiding us on all. Through. So basically, every inter- encounter, every circumstance of life, The Holy Spirit, I mean, one of the first things I ever do when something else, like I get an angry phone call or Mm -hmm. an encounter anywhere, a difficult situation, I pause in my mind and I go, Holy Spirit, I need the wisdom right here of you, of the Lord. You need to speak to me in the still quiet voice, in this sense, you know, and because if I, I pray that prayer so many times a day, because I mean, I'm often encountering things that I don't know what to do with precisely, and I don't want to. The last thing we want to do, this is part about depending and being led by the spirit is start falling back on our earthly fleshly wisdom, Mm -hmm. because that's not going to give us the answer we need to that circumstance and life event or the person we're dealing with who's come to me for advice, you know, because I get people coming with all sorts of problems. And immediately, I'm going. Lord, I have got a clue here, so I need your wisdom and your spirit yeah, to speak
0: to me. Definitely. I mean, I think about uh, comparing worldly wisdom and fleshly wisdom, uh, or world worldly wisdom and, and the spirit's wisdom, and thinking about the Word of God, where it's like, of course, those are those are uh, antithetical to one another. You think about, um, is it better to live or to die? <laughs> yeah. And the the spirit, or the the world would say, live. And Jesus says, die. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, it's better to save your life or lose it. Lose it. And it's yeah. like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that doesn't sound right. And so uh, I, I'm feeling really convicted by something you said um, in its simplicity. And so I think I'm like, I'm sitting here mining for something concrete or additional or active that I need to be doing. Maybe we'll get there. But one thing that you keep just defaulting to that seems, I think in the past and even up to this very point. I, I've I've seen it as like a shirking off the answer and just, just being like, uh, you know, this is what I do. I depend on the spirit. And like I just pray and I'm like, Okay, but yeah, but what do you really do? You know, <laughs> like yeah. what's the and, and what you're saying is like whenever there's this situation that I don't know what to do, or whenever I want to seek the Holy Spirit, I just literally depend on him. We don't have to be taught how to depend on things that provide for us, yeah. right? Like someone like how do I use a wheelchair? You, you you sit in it and you roll. Like you just use it for its function. And like I just think it's 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 childlike in a very good Jesus Jesus centered way to say, How do you depend on the spirit? What do you mean? You depend on him. You mm-hmm. you pray you pray to him, you talk to him, and you say, Help like mm-hmm. dependence is saying help and that's what I'm I'm hearing out of this out of this situation is that I was not expecting uh, but it's just so simple and full of faith is
2: help. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's two other aspects, I think. Think of any relation, relationship, whether it's your, with your wife or your children, whoever, a friend. What are the two most important aspects of a relationship with, a, with any person? that makes it grow Mm. okay that's what we're talking about Grow well it's knowledge of the person and experience with the person right and so how do we and like eddie pointed out i mean the holy spirit is so outlined in scripture and and interaction with the apostles disciples we see examples all through it. But we also know, brings us to the question, well, how do you pursue that relationship? Yeah, we know him one thing through the scriptures. Right. That's clear. Yep. But how about the other? How do we know him through experience? Mm-hmm. And I'd like to speak to that yeah. in just a minute because I think this is incredibly important. I mean, we know because this deals this delves into hearing the voice okay. of the Holy Spirit. And and basically, we know what Jesus said in John 10, 20, uh, 10 You know, my sheep hear my voice, mm-hmm. and I know them, and they follow me. I prefer that what he said to Pilate in John 18 when he was confronted by Pilate. And Pilate's asking him, so are you a king? And he says, and Jesus replies, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I have come into the world to bear testimony to the truth. And then he goes in. For all those who are of the truth, listen to my voice, mm. and, and that impacted me deeply yeah. as I began to explore that. And so I searched the scriptures, and and one of the things I always refer to when I'm teaching on a prophetic gifting and stuff uh, when I do it is is the passage in Hebrews five fourteen, and and this is the one where the author of Hebrews says. Uh, but solid food mm. is for the mature who have their senses trained through practice to discern good and evil now it's that when you break that verse down i mean the esv says have their powers trained, which i got to admit is a bad translation. The NAS gets it right. Right. It is the word in Greek, it's senses. And the point of that is, and this is important to understand, just as God gave our bodies five physical senses, He gives our spiritual entity of who we are five spiritual senses corresponding to those physical senses one of those is the spiritual sense of hearing spiritual sense of sight i mean we see this clearly in scripture i mean touch we lay hand why do we Mm -hmm. lay hands on people because the spirit of god touches people oftentimes when you do that through healing or other things just to impart a kindness and a love and a mercy to them the spiritual uh, gift of taste. I mean, the hunger for God. Mm. Uh, the psalmist says, "Come and taste and see that the Lord is good." That is experienced he deeply, like you're hungry. I mean, that's in the throughout the psalms. Definitely. You've been my food day and night, you know. And yeah. so, and, and so, all of these senses are imperative, I think. But then it goes on to say they be trained. Now, that's an interesting word in the original language. It's, the, it's a Greek word, well, it's gymnazo, but it's where we get our English word gymnastics or gymnasium, and he's talking about intense practice. So it's like with any spiritual gift, you don't start out being mature in that gift you practice you mm. practice and experience learning that how to hear from the lord how to see in a spiritual realm and all these things so it takes practice and you do that by communing with the holy spirit and then exercising that every day you know i mean one of the things we talk about in prayer training is Before you come to church, before you go to community, before you go out to the marketplace, make a simple prayer. Lord, would you encourage somebody through me today? Would you touch somebody else to encourage me today? Use me, Lord. Mm. And that comes from our relationship with the Holy Spirit when we can hear his voice And as, you know, Jesus said it in John 5, he said, I only do what I see my father doing. I believe Jesus said that, that he was talking about not as God, which he is, but he was talking as man when he would have insight, spiritual sight and spiritual uh, knowing from the father that he was supposed to heal or touch someone. Right. Yeah. and i i i sense that in the same way it was like what he said to me that day on with the little crippled man there on the on the intersection mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and david i would add to all that tom has put in that that for those that are hearing this and think oh i could never get there i can't mm-hmm. you know this just seems like uh, here in the I, I can't even understand parts of the word of god is there's a joyful encounter in in all of this that that God wants to do this. This is his will. This is his sanctification, this intimacy peace with us. It's like I wouldn't know when I'm supposed to, you know, give to the guy on the corner right. or or those things. There's a joyful pursuit of just taking a step in into this because every disciple from the from the New Testament on has had to walk and grow in this. There mm-hmm. isn't some type of hyperspace in this. Sanctification looks like just each step of obedience in that, but it's an obedient step of intimacy, of deeper Intimacy in Him, and it's a just a joyful pursuit for people to understand. I mean, a life in the Spirit where you're going to go out tomorrow, and it's not just six hours; it's like every day, right. four, seven days a week. Every this is how I'm going to live, and you know that's what people are saying when it's, "Oh, I wish I could have been around Jesus when He did," because they live this life of faith. It just takes this piece of the Holy Spirit lives in me, He speaks to me, and I'm just going to start asking for Him to do the, to to do these things. It's it's not beyond the capabilities. It is beyond ours, right. but it's not beyond the capabilities of God. It is his will. Mm. He wants to do these th- these things in us.
0: Yeah, I think it's really helpful to have that caveat of, uh, I think when we start talking about these grandiose topics, if they feel grandiose, of yeah. like spiritual sight and spiritual yeah. taste and spiritual hearing. We're like, I'm flesh. You know, yeah. I don't know how to do those things. Uh, but that's what the Holy Spirit's here to do. And he, yeah. he, he, he meets us in that need. And that's why dependence is necessary. Um, uh, Tom, you unpacked a lot. Uh, so I kind of want to go back and recap a little bit. Um, one thing you said that I thought was really helpful was, um, and not to put John 10 against Jesus' talk with Pilate. You know, I know that's not what you're trying to do. But, it, it you know, when you bring scriptures together, often they help interpret one another, you -hmm. know? Um, and so, uh, what's it called the hermeneutical, the hermeneutical spiral is what we call (laughs) that. Right. Um, and so it is really helpful to to think, I don't, was that my, was that my brain? Was that, that, or am I hearing the voice of God? Like, uh, you know, my, my sister is, is, uh, has really just come back to faith and she's experiencing the Holy Spirit all over again. And like, maybe even for the first time. And she's like, I think I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit, but how do I know? And like, so I was really excited for this conversation because she's asking these questions, and she's like, "I think I had a vision." Is is that a thing that Christians have visions? <laughs> you know, it's like really interesting. Uh, someone who's just like come back into faith um, and experiencing the Holy Spirit, and but hearing hearing you talk about like um, those those who listen to truth hear my voice, I think is really helpful, especially with what we talked about with Eddie about. Like having the word of God as our foundation and our parameters, and it's like, okay, God sounds like this. He sounds like my Bible, mm-hmm. and so when the Holy yeah. Spirit speaks to me and he sounds like my Bible, I can pretty much bank on that, uh, and that I don't have to look, I don't have to necessarily listen for a tone of voice. You know, I I can listen for what is it saying? What is that voice saying? Is it is it true? And I think that's that was that was helpful for me. Um, the other, uh, I've never thought about spiritual senses. Right when you brought it up, I was like, "No, this is weird. I don't like this." Immediately, <laughs> I, I do want to know what, what what's the spiritual smell because you didn't talk about that one. It, it,
2: well, the the scriptures menf- mention the fragrance of God. Yes, and I do believe uh, I, that verse in Corinthians. Uh-huh. You know where it says those of us uh, are working, Per, we, carry, we, we carry we carry in we us the carry death of Christ the, the death of the right. fragrance uh-huh.
0: of and, Christ and to some it smells like death to others and it, it smells, smells like life, life. and so exactly. when we have a spiritual sense we smell the good aroma of the gospel right yeah. and
2: and you can say well that sounds awful metaphorical right. and i and i and and it, there's a truth to that but in essence we are putting out a fragrance mm-hmm. those of us who pursue uh, who know Jesus and are pursuing this life with the Spirit, we're putting out a fragrance mm-hmm. that can attract people, but it can also, to some people, it'll smell like death.
0: Yeah, that's right. So I thought that was really interesting, and I thought that was that would be an interesting place for me, in my own private devotion, I want to start doing this, is praying about each sense. You know, and I was like that would be something really helpful even for our listeners to probably do, is like, you know, Lord, give me ears to hear, give me eyes to see, give me hands that touch, you know, give me a mouth that wants to taste, and give me a fragrance that is sweet. You know, I'm like, I think yeah, those are good prayers to pray, and I, that 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 helps me. I, I I'm a very logical kind of categorical thinker, and so that gives me categories for things, and all of them have Bible verses tied to them, which is also very <laughs> helpful for me. And so I thought that was great. And then and then and then you just talked about simple prayers. You know, it's like when, when you when you're faced with these crazy situations, and you don't, and like you know, we talk about it seems grandiose and impossible to achieve just pray like help show me speak to me open my ears like do do it you have to do it and like i think again and again and again that's what i'm getting back to in this episode is um what is dependence it's being dependent and i (laughs) like there's no magic bullet it's literally saying help do it be here i need you and um dependence is a heart cry not a physical activity yeah, and, and that how we got saved, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I read it in the. I read this verse in the last episode. I'll read it again. Galatians three one to three, right? Yeah. Everyone was thinking it. Yeah. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this: Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? When did the Holy Spirit first come? Did you earn it? No. It came when you believed. So are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by faith? Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's just keep having faith perfected by works yeah you said perfected by faith perfected right. by the flesh sorry yeah, yeah. perfected by the flesh yeah. yes yeah it's amazing yeah so i think that's that's all extremely helpful for me um uh tom what else are you thinking about right now
2: well i mean being dependent on the spirit and being by led and being led by the spirit are obviously Essentially the same and in, mm-hmm. in different, but there's so many examples of being led by the Spirit. And you go, and we already said, being dependent, God never contradicts, right? You know, what's in his scriptures. But you're going now, so when it says Jesus, yep. you know, Matthew 4 1, right. Jesus was led by the Spirit. Into the wilderness to be tempted right. by Satan. Yeah. go, you Now no, wait what? a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, but that was God's plan, and so mm-hmm. we have to be careful. This is what's essential: mm. is that we are not become so arrogant we know more than God does, mm-hmm. because sometimes He leads us um, in directions that we're not prepared. I mean, look at the the examples in Scripture with the apostles, mm-hmm. like you know where it actually says things like uh, the Spirit forbid Paul and and size to to preach the word in Asia because they had something else Hmm. that the Spirit was directing them to go through Asia, but not to. And sometimes that's for their protection. Maybe if they had been had gone ahead and preached not that that would have been wrong in one sense right. but it was the spirit had something else planned for them and maybe they would have been attacked they could have been hurt you know and so it could have been a protective leading in mm-hmm. that sense mm-hmm. and i've seen that I- even in this kind of i mean it's i don't know i mean i always refer to scripture cuz i back everything by that but i've seen god protect people by leading them in a way where they thought they were actually doing something good and it prevented them from being harmed.
0: Definitely. I mean, I remember when I was in college, I was doing, uh, like, just work downtown with the homeless, and that's what I spent a lot of my time doing. And there was this one time I pretty much said yes to every request, you know, like give to anyone who asks of you. That was like my thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, But one time this guy came to me and asked if I could help him with his car. It It needed a jump start. And i was like yeah of course and i was heading to my truck to drive around he was like it's just just two blocks over and i was like oh sure no problem so i was heading to my truck to go drive around to go to his and i felt the holy spirit say do not go and i was like okay i won't and so i he was already gone went back to his car i just didn't go not three or five minutes later um one of the owners of the refuge you know downtown the refuge that's where i was here in oklahoma city runs to me and says david 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 like oh you're here good He's like, there was about five or six guys waiting to jump you at wow. at the truck at this other car. And he was like, it was a trap. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. I'm glad I was forbidden by the holy <laughs> <Yeah>. spirit. Like, <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't it didn't feel I didn't hear this stop, don't go. It was just this unquietness in my spirit. And it was just, I don't feel right about this. And like I think in the moment I thought it was fear, you know? And I was like yeah. and I was like, Oh, I'm just being a chicken or a coward. Uh, but then it was it was confirmed, and I was like, okay, it was the spirit. But I think it's it's questions and moments like that that I think people have a hard time with, because a lot of times it even becomes this colloquialism, where like, you know, I, I I'm just feeling led by the spirit to do X Y Z, you know. And then you take those seemingly, um, you, you know, I guess uh, they're a matter of opinion, and you compare them to like Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts, and he was led by the Spirit to go, and he runs really fast and catches up with this guy's chariot and ends up preaching the gospel to him out of the book of Isaiah and baptizing him. Amazing. How how do I know when the Spirit is leading me somewhere? Like, how do I listen to that voice? Well, I, yeah,
2: I, that's a great question because we have to understand, like you said, am I just being afraid of something? Right. A lot of the Apostle Paul's talking about is are are we being led by the flesh or are we being led by the Spirit Mm -hmm. or walking by the Spirit or walking? He spends a lot of time talking about that both in Romans 8 and in Galatians, especially Galatians chapter 5. And so uh, we know, uh, as he says over there, you know, this... The uh, spirit is against the flesh, mm-hmm. and the flesh, flesh is, is against, against the, the spirit, spirit. And, and so that is sometimes the flesh is very subtle. We know in this world, or the Bible tells us we we war against. The world, the flesh, and the devil—you know—and so the world is always trying to entice us with their philosophies of what right and wrong is, not the biblical truth. And then our own flesh is still sinful. And when Paul refers to the flesh, he's not talking about our literal right. muscles and stuff. He's talking about the fallen nature, which mm-hmm. includes, you know, our mind and our will and things like that that were impacted. They are being renewed constantly by. The leading and the teaching of the Holy Spirit you know that's what sanctification's all about right. is is uh the power of God changing us into the image of Christ but meanwhile we're still at war we're still in a battle and Paul talks about that battle sometimes going on inside us so those decisions about what we're making is this of God or is this a spirit or is this something else mm-hmm. you know it is, is a real truth so how do we know, like, I'm going to go back to a previous thing I said. Like, how do you sense when you're with your wife what she's feeling or, or mm-hmm. without words right. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the depth of that relationship and the experience with the Holy Spirit teaches us a lot of when we're actually hearing from the Spirit or something else mm. and that takes practice it just takes experience and of course it also takes a deep desire of intimacy mm. with the holy spirit because intimacy with the holy spirit is the key to hearing his voice mm-hmm.
0: yeah so i'm i, I definitely i'm following what you're saying uh, i think one, one thing it sounds like you're saying is our default because of our fallen nature our default dependence is on the flesh not our spiritual eyes, our earthly eyes. Not our spiritual ears, our earthly ears. Right? Not our spiritual mind, our earthly mind. And uh, we're used to depending on those things, making decisions based on what we, the, the information we pragmatically take in and discern and act upon. You know, and we're used to functioning in that physical world. Um, but there is the these spiritual senses that the Holy Spirit wants to heighten in us and use to speak to us and, and direct us that need to be developed. And you're saying the way to develop that is through intimacy with him in the same way that for me to first off, even care what my wife is feeling if she's not even saying anything, but she's sitting a little differently on the couch and her countenance and her her arms are crossed in a way that they're normally not. I have to care about her Mm -hmm. to even notice that in the first place. But then I also have to have had these nine years with her in our marriage to be able to know what that means, right? Exactly. Okay. So then, I know how to develop and cultivate a relationship with my wife and and be intimate with her. Um, how do I like? What are some ways that you would talk to our listeners as we wind down here and say, "Here's how you develop intimacy with the Holy Spirit."
2: Yeah. Great question, and that's that's really one of the most important questions because, <clears throat> just like with our spouses, it means spending intimate time with them Mm -hmm. what does that look like well for me i can tell you uh, basically it begins with i think personal worship times and saying i'm here god to hear from you i may open a psalm and start reading a little bit then i may close it and say god i am longing for your presence and your voice I may have a little soft worship music in the back. I'm here to worship you and know you. And so, yes, I long for you to speak to me, but most of all, I just want to know you more. Yeah. That's where it been. And see if you if we don't have I mean, I think, you know, somebody asked me the other night, what's your number one prayer? And I said, well, after reading Psalm 73 and listening to Asaph's struggle with reaching out to the world, I said, I want to be where he ended up, where he says, there's nothing besides you, Lord, there's nothing on earth I desire. Mm -hmm. And when our desires get more and more to that level by the grace of God and the conforming power, we're talking about being conformed in the image of Christ. You're talking about our mind, you know, where our default automatically doesn't go to the flesh. It goes to the spirit. Right. And, and the more we do that, that's how we get. Are we ever going to arrive there before glory? Right. No. Yeah. But we get better and better. I mean... I sense this, I mean, I'll give you a living example, okay? Pam and I went to this new, this was just a couple weeks ago, we went to this new pizza place, and we were sitting there, and uh, we were getting ready to leave, and this, these two young men were sitting next to us, and um, I really sensed the spirit as we were getting up. Because I, Now, I will say I noticed it looked like, they bowed their heads to say grace. I couldn't mm-hmm. be sure. Mm-hmm. And so I, I sensed the spirit saying to me, I want you to speak to that one young man. And I, and so I interrupted them and, and the first question, I said, I, I, are you guys believers, are you Christians? And they nodded, yes. And I said, well, I wanted to, if I could, if you would allow me to speak to you. And um, it was one of them. And I sensed what the Lord was saying. I said, I sensed that God is calling you really into a position of leadership, but I see a roadblock in front of you. And then I paused and I said, does any of this make sense to you? And he looked at me, said, you can't believe how much sense that (laughs) makes. I said, we were just in a restaurant. I said, would you allow for me to pray for you so he let me lay hand on his shoulder and pray for him and i prayed that god would give him a a method of detour or escape Mm -hmm. around that roadblock to for him to become what god was empowering him to be Mm. and he they both just thanked me a few you know quite a bit for just interceding i didn't talk about the church or anything like that i just gave them what and that's what i mean <clears throat> the more we walk in this the more we get that leading sense mm. that god is highlighting someone along our pathway right. and then it just a matter it matters cuz <clears throat> sometimes oh, i don't want to go into that sometimes I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll ask the spirit are you sure and right. then i'll <laughs> feel a sense and maybe not <clears throat> but well, i, think, I that,
0: think yeah i think it's really helpful because uh, it does sound kind of normal to Idiot. just to just be like, hey, uh, just feel like is this leadership thing right? Cool, mm-hmm. it is. And, and then I'm I'm like throwing that against the the background of this act story that I keep bringing up of Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch, is he comes up to him and he asks him a really inane question, right? You know, he just says, or I should say innocuous, not inane. He asks him an innocuous question. He just says, hey, what are you reading? Mm-hmm. Like, what a normal question to ask someone, right? And it's like. I see people reading things all the time. <laughs> it's yeah. like, hey, what are you reading? And that's this really normal question. But the, he was led by the Holy Spirit, and that's why it went somewhere. But um, that inlet doesn't necessarily have to be weird or strange or awkward. And just like, hey, are you guys believers? I, th- I thought I saw you bow in your head. Okay, great, because I feel like is this right? This leadership thing. Um, uh, I want to. I want to kind of ask Eddie the same question I asked you, Tom. Uh, what does intimacy with the Spirit, you know, look like for you, Eddie?
1: Well, I, David, I would go back to that place where. It, it, People hear that story about Tom Mm -hmm. saying that and Mm -hmm. saying, Oh, I'd never do that. I'd never. You know where it began? Tom got along with the scriptures and he read. Yeah. And he became intimate with Jesus and he sees the the Jesus of the scriptures. And the Holy Spirit opens his eyes to that and he has a deeper desire uh, for him. And that's where that that, that goes to. Because all the time I encounter people that say, Oh, I can't ever live life like that. Mm -hmm. I'll never be. Philip, I'll never run up to the, to the, right. to the the you know, to the chariot. It's like, well, first of all, that's God's work to do in mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Your work is to use your word again to depend. Why don't you go sit with the scriptures and start right there? Why don't you let him begin to, to, to work in you, to become intimate with with, with you? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I, I, I would uh, say. I would say, and it means also turning off a lot of other voices. Yeah, That's what it means. Intimacy really means I've got to... You know, especially when I'm driving, man. You know, all the other things with the drivers and the people running around, and I know my tendency to act in the flesh when I'm, you know, going 60 miles an hour or maybe faster. And and that it means I need to turn off all the other voices. It means I need to attune myself to the voice of the Spirit. And the thing that that starts me in that direction is the Word of God. Yeah. That's how I know. You know, because that's the one thing that I know I can count on. That's the one thing that I know my my heart's on things above and not on. Things of of this earth by the word of God flowing through my mind. You know, how will I keep my wife pure? How will I become more intimate with you by keeping according to your to to your word? So that's what it looks like. That's why I said earlier, the most intimate, the most powerful times I've had in the presence of God were with the with the word with the word of God, Mm -hmm. and that is what it what it looks like. So I would just reiterate that not only just for me, but for whoever's listening to this. If you feel like you can't get to that point, right. one, you're limiting what God wants to do in you. Mm. but just start with this baby step. We talked about eating, where a, a baby starts with a bottle. Yeah, you know with, and, 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 and just begins to, to suck there and then they and moves up to meat and mm-hmm. strong, you know stronger things.
0: I think that's really helpful too when we're talking about these abstract ideas of having intimacy, which is already an abstract emotion, mm-hmm. emotion and connection with the Holy Spirit, which is not a physical being, right, mm-hmm. um, that is a very hard thing to think about. But then when you say open your physical Bible mm-hmm. and read words in your language, you know, like that's a very easy thing to do. And um, it helps make something very um, uh, ethereal, yeah. <laughs> very temporal. And it's, it's really helpful. Tom, closing thoughts?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, even when Paul's in 2 Corinthians 4 at the end you know what he's talking about the prospect of death he but he's saying you know god is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory for we look to the things that are not seen mm-hmm. because the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal well i'm looking for the eternal mm-hmm. now yeah. and that's what, what what jesus wants to do that doesn't mean we ignore our responsibilities in the seen world but it means that our eyes are focused even on the unseen world, too. And that's part of that leading and that relationship yes. with the Holy
0: Spirit. That's great. And, and, and that's kind of what we keep talking about every time we— and that's why we're in the series on the Holy Spirit, is we need to develop our spiritual eyes, that we live in a physical world and we're used to having a default uh, view of that world as only physical but, um, man, we live in a spiritual world, and God wants to, us to inhabit that spiritual world with him and to, to know that he's bringing those two together in the new heavens and the new earth, that we are heading towards a final combination of, uh, of the time when God's dwelling will be our dwelling, when heaven and earth will come together. And right now we live in spatially disrupted uh, version of heaven and earth, but we actually are now being inhabited by heaven in the Holy Spirit. So heaven and earth are coming together in us. So we need to say, I'm not going to live by what is seen, but what is unseen. Uh, and and uh, and that, that'll change your life a lot. And uh, so guys, this has been really helpful for me. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for going so deep and for also being so practical and simple with it. Uh, it's been really helpful. So um, this has been our fourth series, our fourth uh, session, I should say, on um, the Holy Spirit, on dependence. Uh, next week, we wrap up with Sam Storms again, talking about the Holy Spirit's Power. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about healing and we're going to talk about um, spiritual gifts and we're going to talk about what does it mean to have the same power that raised Jesus from the grave in us and operating through us. So that will be a very different episode than this one uh, and hopefully in a really good way. So um, thank you guys for joining us and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OKC or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BridgewayChurchOKC. If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at BridgewayChurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.